What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's a huge NFL Tuesday. That's Dave Hellman. That's Joy Taylor, Eagles all-time Russian leader, Shady McCoy. Now, there's no other way to say it. The Patriots, coached by the greatest coach of all time, took a terrible loss. And I mean terrible yesterday. They lost to the Chicago Bears with the whole world watching. The Patriots fall to three and four. Played both quarterbacks. Started Matt Jones, but then Bailey Zappi came in in relief. He gave the Patriots a little bit of a juice charge. It was not enough. 33-14, to 14, the Bears down the Patriots. Shady, who do you blame for these Patriots struggles, big dog? I got to go with Coach Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, the best defensive coordinator we've ever seen. I got to blame him. You say that with sarcasm. This is the reason why. Without Tom Brady, he's a regular coach. He's an average coach. Not this, these are not my words. These are their numbers. He's what, 49, maybe 500 at best? I don't see it. When you have Tom Brady, you can coach different, all right? When I was in Buffalo, their best player on defense was a guy named Jamie Collins, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was a beast. I thought he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, they cut him because – or they cut him or traded him? I forget. Trade him. Trade, trade him. him, okay. They traded him because he wanted to take a contract that he offered them. Like most times, your best player, you guys negotiate it. You know, you start high and you find a medium, right? Mm-hmm. He traded this guy. And I'm thinking, like, how the hell can you trade Jamie Collins? He's the best player on defense. On Buffalo, we were happy. The reason why is because he has Tom Brady. He can do them type of things. Mm-hmm. Cut guys, not pay guys. You heard of the rumors, right? You heard of the Belichick way. Now that's, you can't do that no more. Now you, you, you got to be like every other coach. The Rex Ryans of the world, right? Where you're okay, you're good, but you're just like all the other coaches. So I'm just going to be honest. People don't want to talk about it. Bill Belichick is a good coach. That's it. He's nothing great. I don't see it. Nothing great. When Tom Brady's not there, this is what the results we have. Losers to the Bears. <laughs> not a, I, won't, I won't come at Justin Fields because yeah. he won the game. Uh-huh. I don't want to hate on him. I hate to hate on players when they win. Yep. I'll just say this. A quarterback that goes out there, he gets those 80 yards one game. Next game he comes back, he throws for 115 yards. Like, so it shows you can't really throw the ball. You let a quarterback on third and sevens, third and nines, convert with quarterback sweeps. And you're the greatest defense coach you've ever seen? I don't believe it. The numbers don't say it, and the eyeballs. I tell everybody about the eyeball test. The eyeballs don't tell you that. So, so I'm just going to keep it real. Shady blames Bill He's Belichick. okay. Dave, who do you blame for the Patriots' struggles? Okay, first of all, I, I, as usual, I have a lot of issues here. First of all, when you say struggles, like, we did a segment yesterday about the Packers and the Buccaneers' struggles. Uh-huh. Those are good teams that are having a hard time figuring it out, and it's fair that we want to know why. Mm-hmm. Who's confused about the Patriots being a three and four team? Like, are they not struggling? They're, they are an average team with a young quarterback, a young quarterback who's been hurt, by the way, who are picking their way through the NFL. The last two weeks, Bill Belichick shut out the number one offense in the league in the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and then they beat the hell out of the Cleveland Browns. Not to say that they're good. I don't think they are. They got their asses kicked by the Bears. It was an ugly loss, but I'm not sitting here flummoxed by it. I'm like, yes, you are an average team. You played a bad game and coached a bad game against the Chicago Bears. It's, it's embarrassing because we don't think the Bears are good. Mm-mm-mm. But I, I'm just like, yep, that's about who the Patriots think they are, who I think they are. They're three and four. That is about where I thought they would be at this point in Why, the season. Then the question is this. The question that the whole world needs to figure out is this. You have the greatest coach of all time. Clearly he so lost they Tom say. Brady. So, so they, they say. say. Lost Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I understand that. But if you're the greatest coach of all time, why are they average? Because you say that so nonchalant. They're average. They're average. They're average. But why are the Patriots average? The Patriots are average because they had a good roster that aged out. In the NFL, you turn over a third of your roster every year. So three years later, the teams that were making the Super Bowl at the end of Tom Brady's career, those players are either gone or aging out of their careers. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Part of the reason Brady wanted out of there, there's a number of reasons for it. They got their asses kicked in the wild card <laughs> round. That, they were not like a great team at the end of Brady's tenure there. They had Tom Brady. Now they don't have Tom Brady. They are aging out of what was some good rosters. They haven't been terrible. We talked about this before the show. The New York Jets have a better record than them, which mm-hmm. is shocking just based on what we've known about the Patriots and the Jets for the last 10 years. But the Jets have been terrible. They've been stockpiling draft picks. And they're winning because you're seeing those young players play well. The Patriots have an aging roster, and they haven't been able to restock it that way. So 
it's like the remnants of some mediocre playoff caliber rosters along with some mid-round draft picks. It's just that's what you get when you're kind of stuck in the middle like that. Like, I don't find it terribly surprising. Flummoxed and remnants. Joy, that's a hard act to follow. <laughs> SAT, baby. <laughs> um, who do you blame for the Patriots' struggles? Do you blame Bill Belichick? Yeah, you, of course. You have to blame Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick has all the power in New England. Now, we know they have a very powerful owner, mm -hmm. but I'm not under the impression that Robert Kraft is, for the most part, we will get to this later, but for the most part, not involved in personnel decisions and, right. you know, he's not calling the shots on the field. Bill Belichick is the main guy there. He's in charge. So whatever's on the field, whatever that product is, is the responsibility of Bill Belichick. That would be the same for most organizations that have the power of the level that Bill Belichick does, which yep. we see in other places, but it's certainly in the case in New England. On top of that, he's coaching a second-year guy in Mac Jones and a third-string quarterback in Bailey Zappi, who we did not expect to see this year, who was also a rookie. Mm -hmm. To Dave's point, this wasn't a good team when Tom Brady left, which was part of the reason why Tom Brady left. He wanted to play with better players at the end of his career, which he had earned the right to do, which is why most people were not really that shocked that he was leaving. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was kind of on the wall. Like, is, are they just going to keep a whole year putting these, the these players out here with Tom Brady at the end of his career? Is he just going to – you know, there's a little bit of division. You saw the in the Tom Burst time, Giselle talking about wanting to be appreciated. This writing was on the wall for a while. So I, I'm with Dave. I'm not surprised this is what the Patriots are. I didn't expect them to be that, anything better than this. But, yeah, of course you have to blame Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I look at it like this. 2-5. I went to dinner last night, big dog. I went out to eat last Thanks night. Thanks for the invite. My bad. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, I went out to eat last night, and I hated the meal. Hated the meal. It was terrible. But you know what you don't do? You don't blame the ingredients for being bad when it's a bad meal. And you don't blame the meal for mm. being bad when it's a bad meal. The restaurant. You blame the restaurant and or the person who bought the ingredients and the person who made the meal. I look at the Patriots, and Bill Belichick is exclusively to blame for their struggles. Why is Bailey Zappi getting real significant burn at the quarterback position? We should not, in the National Football League, a billion-dollar organization, have a quarterback that we haven't heard of start. We just shouldn't. I don't care. Right. I get the Cooper Rush craze. I get the Bailey Zappi, Zappi hour craze, Rush hour. I get all the crazes. But in the National Football League, you should not have a quarterback that we have not heard of start. Furthermore, Matt Jones, we knew he was average even last year when they made the playoffs. Average at best. His ceiling is very low. I don't blame the ingredients. I blame Bill Belichick. I think about it like this, Joy. It was two years ago during that 2020 season. It is no small deal. And Shady, you can attest to this. It's no small deal that the Patriots had more opt-outs than any other team. Mm. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. My coach would always tell me, and he'll remain nameless, Acho, the fun is in winning. I've never seen a loser having fun. See, the fun in New England is in winning. But when you're no longer winning, it ain't no fun. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski at 30 years of age, you really want to retire? No, he didn't want to retire. He just didn't want to play in New England anymore. Because the second he got a chance to play elsewhere with Tom Brady, he said, bet, I'm going to go do that. I think about Dante Hightower. Him and I were in the same draft class. Probably the greatest Patriot defender in the last decade, I would say. Maybe the most underrated. Dante Hightower on his 10th year. They still got his locker there. He just didn't want to resign and go back to play. So Bill Belichick, in my mind, is exclusively to blame for the struggles. But, Shady, now I have to ask you, because Belichick is historically great, at least with Tom Brady without him. He's historically great by his record. Can Bill Belichick make the Patriots AFC contenders again? I don't think so. I don't see it. I watched that game. First of all, they ran the ball up and down on these guys, right? And he's supposed to be the defensive guru that, we, that we've never seen before. He's the greatest we've ever seen. Um, I don't see it. I don't see how. The quarterback play is up and down, right? Mac Jones is like, he's that interception was terrible. terrible. I would have benched him too. You had to bench him. And then it's like you go to a, 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 your third-string quarterback. It's like, what can you do there? They don't look good on, on defense. They don't look good offensively. How could they win? How could they win? Mm. And then, lastly, lastly mm. on, on Belichick. So today, coming to work, I was going through like my, my tweets. Asante Sane, well, he's probably one of the best defensive backs we ever seen in the NFL. He's a future He's a good family. player. He's a good player. Really Especially good player. for the, the Patriots, right? 56 uh, picks, something like that. Anyway, he said, now the world will see what Bill Belichick really is without Tom Brady. As I'm looking at him, I'm like, how does he say this? Then I look at all the players that play under Belichick. They all say, I would trade them championships to go somewhere else. So you're right about nobody wants to play there. Now Tom's gone. There's no fun because we're losing. 
and you get to see who he really is. So when you ask me, can they change it around? How? Well, you find out that the best coach that ever lived is not the best coach to ever live, and your team is not that good. This is the truth. And it's not me. It's the numbers that everybody presented for me, and it's the eyeball test when you watched them play last night. I just – my rebuttal to that would just be, let's just say 2002 is when they reorganized the league, new divisions, all that good stuff. Since 2002, how many teams are contenders that don't have great quarterbacks? Like how often do you really see that happen? Rare. It, does, it doesn't. I'd go as far as – maybe you have one good year. Of course. Trent Dilfer in 2002. That's the only cool. thing I said rare. Which was before realignment, just for the record. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Maybe you get a one-off. But like that – I mean, if Mac Jones turns into a star quarterback – then the Patriots will be relevant. And if he's not, then they won't be. And, and maybe that's an indictment on Belichick. I just think that's the way football works, to be honest with you. I'm not going like, to – and that's kind of my point as well. It's like, without Tom Brady, he's nothing. Without a star quarterback, most coaches are nothing. That is just the way the game is designed. But let me ask you this. I don't know. Let, well, the 49ers. Well, I got I to go to this. Yeah. I got to go to Joy and Dave what, on this what, one. Because, what have they done? Well, real quick, think about Geno Smith and what Pete Carroll has done for mm. him. Gino was not supposed to be a star. Gino, in theory, less talented than Mac Jones. Gino was a second-round draft pick in a draft class that was not great at the quarterback position. Mac Jones came See, out in the draft class that was point, like, just no, I, Oh, it, break it down. Gino's playing great. I'm not trying to take anything away from Gino Smith, but this is, this is the whole issue of, like, expectations. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought the Seahawks were going to be trash. Everybody thought Gino Smith was a placeholder until a college kid could come in and be that starting quarterback. They're surprisingly good. Do we think the Seahawks are going to win a Super Bowl? I don't think that. So and, and so you compare that to the Patriots who played in how many Super Bowls when Tom Brady was there? Like Too many. a lot. Yeah. Every other Super Bowl involved the Patriots for two decades. That is an insane level of success that we should probably never expect to see again, honestly. And so if that's your standard, then you're probably going to be disappointed. And that's that's all I'm saying. It's not to take anything away from Geno Smith, but his success is cool because we didn't see it coming. But Joy last in the division. You, you know, you're, you're a Dolphins fan, so you know this division better than most people on television know this division. The Patriots, through seven weeks, are last in the division. I'm not asking you to win seven Super Bowls. Right. I'm asking you to win a Super Bowl. But last in the division, can Bill Belichick make the Patriots AFC contenders again? This year? No. In the future. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. You guys hit a lot of things. First of all, Mac Jones was hurt, which is why Bailey Zappi was out mm-hmm. there. And the, and the backup. And Brian, bad. And Brian Hoyer was, was hurt as well. That's mm-hmm. why he's out there. So it wasn't like a choice that he just like ran like, you. Kid, get out there. Like there was, You're talking about yesterday? No. Like, the reason that he oh, is course, playing is because there was an injury. Yeah, right, so, he right. didn't just, like, remix two, it yeah. and two grab injuries. some guy. Yeah. Right. Two injuries. Yeah. Right. He didn't just grab him off the bench. Uh, I'm glad you got to Jimmy Garoppolo because I'm going to circle back to that and Pete Carroll, as I have here in my delicious notes, because I figured we would land here. Anyway, I think Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are an interesting trial we're watching here because Pete Carroll's 71 and Bill Belichick is 70. Now, historically, of course, Bill Belichick is a much more accomplished coach. I mean, just, right. he, has, he has the rings to prove does, it. Yeah. And Pete Carroll had a top-level quarterback for a significant amount of time, obviously mm-hmm. not 18 years, but still had Russell Wilson, had talent, had the best defense in the league. He's a defensive coach. They're both defensive coaches. But I think the difference which you're seeing, particularly this year with Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, is you're seeing the difference in personalities. I'm 35 years old. I, I'm still a little bit in the old school, you know, Walk up and down, uphill and down here with no <laughs> shoes on to school. And I know I had to trudge through the snow. And you guys don't know nothing about oh, hard man. work. Okay. You know, we're from Pittsburgh, Harrisburg. You know, it's, it's, it's a little thing. That shoes on, but I, I right, get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm you. saying, though? Like, I still have a little bit of old school in me. But I can understand, you know, wanted to take my vacation days, you know, as, as young people do. You have to speak to young people differently this is a new generation oh, yeah. he's dealing with 22 year olds i don't know I, i'm talking to my nephews i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what this word is we've talked about it before yeah, right, right. there are there's generation gaps Pete carroll has a different style of coaching mm-hmm. and when you get to a certain place in your career when you have decades of experience how do you evolve how do you communicate with younger generations how do you stay relevant how do you relate to them and motivate them in different ways we've talked about this a lot with bill belichick and andy reed Andy Reid has a great coaching tree because he's a teacher. Yep, yep. Bill Belichick is a genius. You don't get smarter by proximity to genius. It just doesn't rub off the same way. So I think Bill Belichick is not aging well in this modern NFL. I think he has a particular way that he did for decades that works because he had the perfect general in Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is wired like that, too. 
He's wired about, I'm going to be the hardest worker. I'm going to be the most dedicated. I'm going to be the most prepared. Not that, you know, young people are like that, but Tom Brady's built different. Yeah, right. He's, t- he's taken it to a whole nother level. And that was the perfect guy, a six-round pick with a chip on his shoulder. That's perfect for Belichick in New England. And that's why it worked for as long as it did. But when you don't have that guy with that talent and you're still doing things the same way, I think these are the results that you're going to get, which is why I don't think that he's going to turn it around. This is going to go back to some Super Bowl-winning organization with Bill Belichick, not because he's not a great coach. You can't take anything away from what they accomplished. It'll never happen again. But it'll never happen again. (laughs) So you have to change the way that you approach things and I don't, I don't know if Bill Belichick's going to do that. Yeah, I co-signed that. That was a phenomenal take. Ain't nowhere else nice to take it from there. Yeah. Nice yeah. I didn't get to the Jimmy Garoppolo part, by the way. <laughs> well, we got Who more Bill Belichick was trying to have there to replace Tom Brady but was forced to trade him? Save it for the rest of the show. Crazy. Crazy. All right, coming up, Justin Herbert. He was crowned king early on. Remember, Justin Herbert, rookie of the year when he came out, guns a-blazing. But his record as a starter atrocious. Did we crown him <laughs> too soon? Y'all, I'm ready for this. Atrocious. Oh, man. I love when Emmanuel leads. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back in, family. We got to update y'all. Check in on our social life. Remember yesterday, we talked about Mike Evans signing an autograph for a ref, or allegedly? Well, it turns out that Bucks receiver Mike Evans and side judge Jeff Lambert both went, both went to Texas A&M, Giga Maggie's, and Lambert was getting Evans' phone number to pass it along to a golf pro to give Evans lessons per sources. Lambert didn't have paper, so he borrowed it from another official. Now, Shady, oh. this is either the most elaborate oh, lie ever sense. told or it's the truth. That, that makes sense. Come on. The rules are the rules. Of course the rest not breaking the rules for Mike Evans. <laughs> First of all, they're both alum. Yep. Shout out to Texas A&M, right? They're alum. And then this was a little golf. A little golfy golf. We all play golf. <laughs> I like that. Now, like Joy, that. you're a conspiracy theorist. You're buying the conspiracy or you think this uh, is Oh, yeah. Good? I'm a conspiracy theorist about stuff that, like, can actually get proven. So this is, you know, this is this makes sense. This adds makes up. Sense. This adds up. This adds up. And, and I mean, look. Me, if I knew that if someone was recording me, I probably would have grabbed, you know, someone who works with a team like, yo, come back and see me in like five minutes and I'll give you this number so this doesn't happen. But they're not thinking that someone's recording them. It's all fine. They're getting golf lessons. This is why we should probably wait until they investigate right. stuff to find out what happened. Twitter don't do that. That's not how we all No, that's not for Twitter. They need a volume on it. There's, an op- There's a guy on the Bucks op staff. There's about 20 of them. Right. <laughs> the NFL team has a guy for every scenario. Surely... Surely you could have done this in a manner other than chasing him through the Particularly after a loss. After you know an embarrassing you know loss. I did think yesterday, though, that was weird about this when we were playing it. I'm like, who? Do people do that still? Like, wouldn't he just ask for a selfie? <laughs> I mean, Refs don't have phones in their pockets. Right, or like a helmet. Oh, I know. They don't, they don't have phones yeah, in their pockets. Uh, this is after the game. or like, after the game. It's halftime, though. Either way, it's bad. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of bad, how about the Chargers coming off a loss at home to the Seahawks? It was not good. Justin Herbert, two touchdowns in the game, but he also had two turnovers. Now, Herbert has considered is considered to be one of the best quarterbacks in football. But here's the problem. Let me come on camera. I don't need to do this no more, Coven. I'm tired of looking at these tapes. Um, <laughs> I said it first. Herbert was overpraised, but not overrated. Huh? It's time for me to correct myself. Justin Herbert is both overpraised and maybe the most overrated quarterback in football. Prior to the season, Super Bowl attending coaches compared Justin Herbert to Tom Brady. Justin Herbert had been compared to Patrick Mahomes, to Josh Allen. Justin Herbert's record is 19 and 20 as a starter through 39, excuse me, through 39, yes, games. 19 and 20. How you a losing record quarterback. Justin Herbert, we thought you were so great because you were stunting on Joe Burrow. You were stunting on Tua. Remember, Joe Burrow's first year in the league, he gets hurt. Justin Herbert throws for more yards than we've ever seen a rookie quarterback throw for. Tua's first year in the league, he's arguing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, physically speaking, over who should be the starter. But then the playing field got leveled. Then we gave Tua two top flight receivers. And both the Tua's receivers are now top five in receiving yards. Then we saw Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And Joe Burrow in his second year went to the Super Bowl. When the playing field got level, we finally could assess everybody for who they really are. Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. As Joy would say, he would win a lot of beauty pageants. But is Justin Herbert winning football games? He's not. 19 and 20. Again, I believe that winning and losing is a quarterback stat. I know a lot of people don't believe so. I believe so. Why? Because let's just talk about Tua Tungabailoa. 
Every game that he has started and finished, the Miami Dolphins have won. Every game that Tua has not finished or not started, they have lost every single game. I don't got to tell you who they played. I don't got to tell you where they played. I don't got to tell you who's healthy. I ain't got to tell you who's hurt. All I got to tell you was if the starter was there, they won. And if he wasn't, they lost. Winning and losing in Emmanuel Acho's mind is a quarterback statistic. But Justin Herbert, you a losing quarterback? The math is not mathing. I don't know who I'm supposed to ask this question to next. It says I'm supposed to ask the question to Dave. So, Dave, I'm going to ask you a question. Bring it to me, big guy. Have we crowned Justin Herbert too soon? Look, I think there is an argument to be made that Justin Herbert, the praise got out in front of what he's actually accomplished. And when you watch him play football, it's easy to understand why. He's he's very – skill set alone, I'm not talking about what he's done. Skill set alone, he's very Josh Allen-like. He runs like a damn giraffe. He's got a rocket launcher for an arm. He's fun as hell to watch. That There's no other way to say it. It, you can get carried away, though, when you just watch him play as opposed to what they've done. But, man, I'm so, I'm so happy you brought up Tua when you, when you just gave that bogus argument right there. That was bogus? I don't believe that. Like, wins are not a quarterback stat. Not purely, anyway. And Tua's most recent game is a completely perfect example why. The Dolphins didn't score any points in the second half of their 16-10 to win against the Steelers. Their defense... Forced two takeaways, got two interceptions in the red zone, I might add, to preserve that win. And Tua Tungavailoa gets a check in the win column for that. As he should. And that's it's cool. It's, a, te- it's a team game. It's a team game. 16 points, no points in the second half, two takeaways from mm-hmm. your defense, and that's the quarterback? Mm-hmm. The quarterback is doing that. Meanwhile, over the last two years, thank you so much to our stat guys here at Steve <laughs> for digging this up for me. Over the last two years, highest scoring teams, quarterback and their defense – Justin Herbert ranks sixth. His defense is allowing 27 points per game. Everybody above him? Why? 22 or less. I wonder why. The Chargers are giving up an average of 27 points per game over the last two years. Justin Herbert is scoring 26.6. And they're losing. Yeah, I can break that down. That is not all on Justin Herbert. I can break that down for you. That's not all on Justin Herbert. I heard this a while ago, ago, Joy, that – uh, figures don't lie, but liars figure. See, the problem with Dave Hellman That sounds is, good. I'm not sure I know what that means. But. Here's what it means. It means that, yeah, you gave me all these statistics. You gave me all these figures. Right. But if you watch that game, Chargers, Seahawks, the Chargers got a turnover on the first possession. Geno Smith, interception. Chargers got the ball at the 41-yard line. You need 10 yards to get points. Chargers turn the ball over mm. on downs, but still a turnover. You want to know what happened on the second possession of the game? Tell I don't me. have to tell you. Uh, I'll it. show you. Ooh. See, Dave Hellman talks about all the miraculous throws that Justin it Herbert made. Enough. And he should. he should. I don't talk about them. They Uh-oh. happen. Yes, but you know, you know what else happens? The prototype. Here's what else happens, Dave Hellman. It's third and seven, big dog. Justin Herbert. Hey, just take the check down. Just take the check down. You can't go broke making a profit. That's a lesson for you at home. Take the check down. But you want to know what Justin Herbert wants to do? He wants to impress Dave Hellman. Here's the line of scrimmage. Closest defender to the line of scrimmage, six yards away. But Herbert, but Herbert tries to throw it between two defenders. Tries to throw it between defenders. For what? Nobody talks about this, America. Nobody talks Ooh. about this. This was the second, the second Chargers possession of the game. Turnovers. Seahawks go down and score. Hey, third possession of the game for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, fumble. Seahawks go down and score. It's 17-0. Don't talk to me about how many points a defense gives up if your quarterback is turning the ball over first three possessions of the game. We got to get Joy in here. Wait, though, was man. you ready for that? Go- well, I've been ready. ready for that. I've been ready. ready. <laughs> um, Joy, have we crowned Justin Herbert too soon? Well, I got heat for I, w- I would say I would not boil down one game against the Seahawks as a reflection of someone's entire career and no, how no, no. they play. I'll boil 39 games um, yeah, All right, we'll be here a while. I, I don't Look, I love Justin Herbert. I had a lot of questions about him going into the draft, watched him in that Rose Bowl and was like, oh, forget it. We were messing up here. Like, we all missed on this guy. He's got big physical tools. Whatever they were doing with him in college was wrong. When he gets to the NFL, he's going to show out. And show out he did. You undersold his rookie year a little bit. Let's review all of the things he did in his rookie season. Please do. Broke the rookie passer record for touchdowns, completions, most games with 300-plus passing yards as a rookie, most Mm -hmm. games as a rookie with three-plus touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. Also holds multiple records for the first two seasons of his career, most touchdown passes through the first two seasons, most passing yards through the first two seasons, most completions through the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. So he has the capacity to be great. But the question is to be crowned too soon, and the answer is yes, we did. 
I very much believe you should be compared to your peers, particularly mm. in your draft class. I think you should have some that's, that's a great way to check perspective on what you're doing. And I think all of the organizations, for the most part, that the guys in his draft class went to had some questions about that. A lot of nobody them. went to a Patrick Mahomes like situation. Talk about right? it. Right. You had Tua. Don't even get me started on the Dolphins dysfunction mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. You had the Bengals. Not a good organization, At all. period. Right. Even the Eagles had a little, you know, turnover, yeah. like not something. a bad a organization, but certainly some instability. We'll say instability, sure. right? What have those guys done? Well, Joe Burrow played in the Super Bowl, so he set the clock on everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, you had Jalen Hurts playoffs. in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And to your point, two is winning games. Dang. Now, you skipped a year of Tua's career second in, the, in the second one because the first year was Fitzpatrick, and then they tried to replace him with Deshaun Watson, and then they tried to replace him with Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. So this is really the year that you're getting to see what Tua's capable yes. of, right? And what's he doing when he's out there? Delivering. So I think we crowned him too soon in the sense that everybody ran to, first of all, don't talk about Tom Brady. You know how I feel about people comparing people mm -hmm. to Tom Brady. Wasting my time, I'm not having a conversation about it. So that was nonsense to begin with. But we, we put him in the category of the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes mm. and the Tom Brady right mm. now and the Aaron Rodgers and, at the time, not now, Russell Wilson. Mm. We put him up there too soon. That I can agree with. Because I, I don't know if I go as far as quarterback as a win-loss, but I do think it is closer to that than maybe everyone thinks. Like, there are certainly games where the defense wins the game for you. I think Cooper Rush has exhibited a lot of that this year. True. I would not consider that to be Cooper Rush wins. Sure. But some of them certainly are quarterback wins and some aren't. I think we crowned him too soon. But I think we did it because we, see, we saw the statistics showed and he showed he's capable of being great. Shady, and Joy's right on that. Yeah. But the thing that frustrates me most, and please speak to this as well, is we know what he's capable of being great, but we don't talk about how capable of bad he's being. Think about this. Third most interception since he entered the league. Yeah. I get all the phenomenal statistics about what he did as a rookie year and all the touchdowns. I believe he currently leads the league in uh, fourth quarter passing yards. Right. But third in interception since he entered the league behind Matt Ryan, who just got benched for the, for the foreseeable future. Shady, coming to you. Did we crown him too soon? I know you loved him. I know well, I don't know where you stand now. Well, see, you all had great points. I think with trying to crown him is, okay, we look at his rookie season. Off the charts. Yeah. I remember watching, like, who was this guy? So you look at the rookie season numbers, so maybe he is that good. And you look at his tools. He's a big quarterback, big arm, and he can run. He can move. He reads well. So you put all that in perspective, and then the second year is really, really good. Mm -hmm. The third year is the year you separate. That's my issue. My Good issue with, with Justin Herbert is more the third year, it's time to separate. Like, your first year was phenomenal. Oh, my God, this guy's the real deal. Second year, he's getting better. Each year, we talk about Josh Allen. Each year, Josh got better and better and better. Lamar Jackson. Each year, he got better and better and better. So, when you, if you ask, did we crown him too soon? I'm going to say no. Because when you look at the numbers, right, you look at his production, you put him on that level. You're okay. thinking that he should surpass these guys eventually, but he's not. And when you're losing these games and you turn the ball over, I cannot put you up there with the big dogs. Shady, what's the most rushing touchdowns you had in a season? 21? Seven, rushing. Oh, 17. Right? 17. What year did you do it? Third year. Third year. The third year is when you separate. Here's my thing, though, Dave, coming back to you, because the most tension on the set is felt from here to here. It, it's, it's normally like this. Honestly, like, I, I think we're more on the same page than you would think. I just take issue with the quarterback wins thing. But go if, ahead. If, if Joe Burrow, because Joyce said it, I want to accentuate it. Joe Burrow went to a Bengals organization that can't spell the word Super Bowl. And in his second year, took them to a Super Bowl. Tua went to an organization that has been accused of tampering, has been accused of tanking, Locking. has been accused of racism, has been accused of literally everything you can be accused of, and Tua still had a winning record. Tua has two less wins than Justin Herbert in 13 less games. Mm. I'll say that again. Tua has two less wins than Justin Herbert in 13 less games. When you look at Justin Herbert, if he does not make the playoffs this year, what does that tell you about a man what does that tell you as a man who's been covering the sport for God knows how long? Okay, we got to put some respect on how cursed the Chargers are as an organization, too. <laughs> like, they don't have a huge fan base, so I'm going to speak for y'all. Like, you know, you talk about the Bengals and, and the Browns and the Dolphins having it. Like, the Chargers are pretty dysfunctional in their own right. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a team that is famous for finishing first in offense, last in defense, last in special teams. Like, even going all the way back to Phillip Rivers, this is an organization that's shot itself in the foot more times than we can count. So, Justin Herbert's got his work cut out for him overcoming that. He's dealing with it right now. J.C. Jackson is now hurt. Wasn't having a great season anyway, but it doesn't help to lose him. 
Keenan Allen has missed the vast majority of this season. Mike Williams is now dealing with an ankle injury. Like Rashawn Slater, Pro Bowl left tackle, got hurt earlier in the year. Like Justin Herbert is going through it right now. That's not. I'm not trying. Come on now. Listen up. And and with all of that. They're four and three. Yeah. Also, they have a winning record. Like, I'm just saying, like, look, I'm not saying Justin I, Herbert, relative relative to the hype, Justin Herbert has been disappointing to this point. The season relative not, to the draft place, relative to the like, relative to everything. No, I, you draft if you drafted Justin Herbert fifth over, he was fifth or sixth, sixth yeah. overall. Six, yes sir, yes sir. You yes, draft sir. him sixth yeah. overall, and you tell me that nearing the midpoint of year three, this is what he's done. You take that, but okay, it doesn't help. That Joe Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. That, and like Joy said, that starts the clock on everything. It's not this is what he's done. I'm more concerned about this is what we've done. As much as I'm not Kyler Murray, and I'm not Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's third year with the Cardinals, they went to the playoffs. I think two, whatever, five wins the first year, seven wins or so the second year, 11 wins the third year. Even Baker Mayfield, who we will talk about shortly, even Baker Mayfield, third year. Went to the playoffs, but this is the year I need to see Justin Herbert go to the playoffs. Exactly. They I'm lost saying, to the Seahawks. I'm saying this is the year I need to see. It. Yeah, well, we all agree with that. Yeah, I agree. We, we, like, we got to take the panic meter down a little bit. They lost to the Seahawks, who are playing really well right now against a, a veteran coach. Division leading I wouldn't Seahawks. Say that it's doing a, better than Kyler Murray's Cardinals, yeah, just for the record. I wouldn't say that it's not a bad loss. At home, I picked the Chargers to win. But they're four and three. They're by no means out of the playoff race right now. They can get it together. They're dealing with injuries. He had a bad game. And, yes, I didn't put him up there, but we did as a media or whatever fans put him in a different category he shouldn't have been put in based off of his accomplishments yet. It's certainly a category nobody's letting Jalen Hurts in, despite the fact that he's undefeated. We didn't even mention him. Let me ask you this, though, Joy. You got wins over the Houston Texans. You got wins over the Cleveland Browns. You have wins over the Denver Broncos, and you have a win over the Las Vegas Raiders. And they were all close. You have losses to the Jacksonville Jags, who are now – they win last week, I think, so they're, they're three, no. two and five. Oh, lost, two and five. You got a now. loss to the Seahawks, who congrats on them getting a win, but Seahawks have the 28th defense in football. You have a loss to the Chiefs. You lost to the Chiefs. Like, so the only bad loss on there, like the only re- reasonable one, is this last The loss. Jags loss and the Seahawks loss. Both bad losses. Jags are two and five. So, like, the Jags lost Seahawks. I don't when see, was the Jags loss? Week three. Week three. Yeah. Like, I don't, see a good, I don't see the good win. I can tell you two bad losses. I don't see the good win. See, the best win is the Raiders. I, okay, but, but here's the thing. What is the standard for him this year? Because we're, in, we're going into week eight, mm-hmm. right, and they have a winning record. They can very much still make the playoffs, and we know he's capable. So, so all that we're arguing is – he got to be better than last year. Be see, I don't know he's capable. That's what I'm saying. I don't know he's capable of leading the Chargers to winning. Is he capable of throwing for 5,000 yards? Yes. He did last year. The, where, where the lie that I refuse to continue to walk down is this assumption that Justin Herbert is a winner. Is he a phenomenal talent? Yes. But I just can't walk down the narrative that he's a winner. Dave. And to answer your question more directly, like if the Chargers miss the playoffs this year, you have to reevaluate. Herbert and and Joy made I, I was one of those people like I had Herbert in a category above a lot of his peers just like you know put it this way Dak Prescott's a great example like you're saying Justin Herbert's name you, you go Mahomes Allen mm-hmm. Rogers Brady yeah, yeah, yeah. you say Herbert's name a lot sooner than you say <laughs> Dak's yeah. even though Dak has accomplished way more than Justin Herbert not saying Dak has accomplished a lot but he's accomplished a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, if Justin Herbert can't get uh, into the playoffs, it's I don't. It's true. That's just facts. Statistically, it is. That's facts. I mean, he got, he got more years. He got more years than even in Dak's first three years. I mean, it, it's just facts. Let's it's not. Fact. Let's not let's let, let Dak derail the segment because we will. <laughs> I mean, he will eventually. He will. The point is, if Herbert can't pull this off this year, <sighs> then now you're talking about putting him kind of down in that jumble. Like, oh, is he top eight? Is he top ten? All that type of stuff. Look, man, I got to get ready. I got to pat down because coming up, they trying to tell me that Baker Mayfield, who did get benched in Cincinnati, or next to me, and in, in Carolina, they trying to tell me that he's a bust. <laughs> now, look, y'all, I know what it's like to play in Cleveland, and I refuse to hear those words uttered on this show. That's next on Speak. I'm here for hey, you, baby. He's that kind of nice, baby. Let's get to the most exciting topic of the day. Now, the Panthers had a big upset win over the Bucks and Tom Brady on Sunday. But it was with P.J. Walker as a quarterback, not Baker Mayfield. The former number one overall pick has been nursing an ankle injury. But interim coach Steve Wilkes, he said that Walker will be the starter for week six. Now, look, America, 
Um, I'm still sore, not from a weight room lift, from arguing with these three beautiful souls up on set that tried to tell me Baker Mayfield was a bust. Um, Joy, I'm going to talk to you. Okay. Let me talk to you. It's easier to talk to one person than to talk to three. Do you realize that Baker Mayfield, for the first quarterback since 1988 in Cleveland Browns, started two consecutive 16 game seasons? Do you realize that Baker Mayfield showed up in Cleveland and they were 1-31 before his arrival? 1-31. And instantly won seven games that season. Do you realize that during Baker Mayfield's tenure in Cleveland, 65 games, 32, 32, and one. The other 65 games since Baker Mayfield's departed and prior to his arrival, 10 and 55. See, you don't draft a number one overall pick to win a Super Bowl. Number one overall picks don't win Super Bowls, rarely. You draft a number one overall pick to change the course of the franchise. And that's exactly what Baker Mayfield did. So it may not have worked out for him thus far in Carolina, but he changed the trajectory of the Cleveland Browns. And for that reason, there's no possible way that Baker Mayfield is a bust. Just FYI, I saved a whole lot of ammo in my back pocket, mm, just sure so you, you know. Sure you did. Uh, Joy Taylor, you do, you be- do you believe <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a bust? It. All right. You don't have to tell me about the Cleveland Browns. All right. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I love talking trash about the Cleveland Browns. I was raised <laughs> to talk trash about the Cleveland Browns, which is why Baker Mayfield is a bust. Because I actually had to put some respect on the Cleveland Browns when Baker Mayfield was there for a year, for for one year, and 35 years. I had to say the Cleveland Browns are for real. Pretty you good. know what they did to me that year? They beat my Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. They did do that, mm. which made me a little salty. Not gonna lie, but. That was a big win for them. Don't let the score fool you. That was a, a beatdown. They kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cleveland Browns. And then two years later, he's sitting in Carolina on the bench, and P.J. Walker is starting over him. And shout out to P.J., by the way. An incredible story. An incredible story. And he's doing well. And he deserves it because he's playing better than Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick. You don't draft number one overall picks to win a Super Bowl? Yes, the hell you do. It's just the number one pick's Go to bad teams, so they usually aren't able to turn them around and take them to the Super Bowl. Unless your name is Joe Burrow, who also happens to be in his division. Didn't win who it. also ha- <laughs> He says that's not the goal five minutes ago, and then he moves the goal. No, I just said he didn't win it. Yeah. He was a Super Bowl, though. Like, he, he, went, he, went he went to a Super Bowl. Hold on, he didn't win that, but he's that big? He went to a Super Bowl. That's a big deal, so he said it's big. You're not going to diminish the fact that in the second year of him going to Cincinnati, you like the Super Bowl? No, I like Joe Burrow. He's a great guy. He's the Super Bowl. I didn't want to derail you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. He didn't he just didn't win. <laughs> you like a Super Bowl? Look, let's just take a let's take a real look at Baker Mayfield's career with the Cleveland Browns. Please do. Okay. Number one overall picks go to bad teams. That's why they have the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So when you go there, you are not just expected to take them and transform the organization. You're expected to be there for a long time because that team doesn't want to go back to picking number one overall in the draft. Unless, of course, you're the Cleveland Browns, because they're a bad organization. But a lot of players go to bad organizations, and they are able to turn it around, like Joe Burrow. This delusion about how good Baker Mayfield was in Cleveland is crazy to me. You had one good season. Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers, okay? Six and seven. You said, didn't you say uh, last segment, didn't he say last segment that uh, winning and wins and losses was the quarterback stat? Same record as Joe Burrow. Wins wins and losses. Better winning percentage than Justin Herbert. Wins and losses are a quarterback stat. They are. They are. They are are a stat. is that what you said? Yeah, he has a better winning percentage than Justin Herbert. Six and seven. Mm. Six and ten. Mm. Give me that third one, though. Eleven Make that third and one laugh. five. Make- and six and eight. Uh-huh. And now he's benched in Carolina. He's that right. is not how in what version of, of the NFL is that not a bust? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what version it is. You make a great point. I'll tell you exactly what version it is. Um, if you go 29 and 30 as a starter for an organization that don't know how to win games, then you've done something impressive. Dave, let me ask you a question, a, non, a purely non-biased question. Does coaching matter? Of course. Coaching matters. Oh, Lord. We realize Baker Mayfield's coach is, let's talk about him. He had four coaches in Cleveland. That's right. Hugh Jackson is currently the coach at Grambling State, who had just so much discernment that he hired Art Bryles, then had to fire him within a week. Greg Williams, Baker Mayfield's other coach, he's currently a defensive coordinator for a football team in a football league that doesn't Greg, exist Greg yet. Greg Williams was an interim. Yeah, he was an interim head coach, but he's one of the four. Freddie Kitchens, another one of the four. He's a senior analyst for a college team. He was hired just because cracked, Baker wanted him. That just cracked the top 25. So if coaching Which, matters, 
If coaching matters, Baker Mayfield's coaches are currently a coach for a team that doesn't exist yet, a coach at Grambling State that hired a guy who we never should have hired, and a coach, a senior analyst of the college football team. Can I ask I have, you I have a some question. questions? Uh, question. Joy's got Sorry, one first. Question, oh, go ahead. Question, uh, Professor. Uh, did he have a coach of the year one year? Yeah, who he helped make coach of the year. Oh, okay. Did, she was asked it, that. What, did he have did. a coach of the year? Yes. The coach the and year. what did he do they that play, year? They play defense too, right? And what did he do that year? They, they, won, they, they won a playoff game. Yes. And then, yes, and then he had a coach of the year the next year, and what did Baker do? He went six, six and eight. eight. But here's, here's what's fascinating. Let's here's what's fascinating, too. Five off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Shady should. Shady or Dave should. The, the, I was trying to be chill, but like, go ahead. The Browns got better offensively this year. They still have Amari Cooper. They still have Kareem Hunt. They still have Nick Chubb. But they're not winning no games this year either with that same coach of the year. So I'm just a little curious as to how okay. Baker Mayfield right. okay. was a bust if the Browns have the same roster minus an offensive lineman. If the Browns have the same roster but ain't winning games. Wait, what year he came in? 2018. Who do you think has the most interceptions since coming into the league at Probably Justin Herbert. Baker Mayfield. No, it's oh. Baker Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield. First of all, I know I just figured Herbert. When you when, when you get a, a, a not even like a, a a first rounder or not even a top ten, we get the number one. Mm-hmm. That means you're the best player in the draft. Sure. We think that you're the best player. We want to take you now. Yes, sir. Okay, so we want you to change the franchise. Mm-hmm. He did. No pro. He did. No Pro Bowls. No All Pros. None of that. My number one pick. Mm-hmm. Real regular. In my football words, that's real regular. None of that? You the number one pick? Uh-oh. I just got to show you some. I got to show you some. Um, Dave, I did, this, I did this for you. Yes, See, I'm out here playing chess with y'all. Um, these are all the number one overall picks at quarterback in the last 40 years. All of them. Don't try to read every name, but y'all can just have some time. I'll give you about five seconds as a viewer. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. I see a lot of Pro Bowls. I don't think this I see a lot of Pro Bowls. Bowls. I'm glad you do. Okay. 23 number one overall picks in the last 40 years. How many of them have won Super Bowls? Since the job of a number one overall pick is to win a Super Bowl, five of them have. But Matthew Stafford didn't win it with the team that drafted him. Eli Manning didn't win it with the team that drafted him. John Elway didn't win it with the team that drafted Pro him. Bowler. So the quarterbacks of the 23, uh, of the 23, of the 23, the quarterbacks that have won it with the teams that drafted him, Peyton Manning, greatest quarterback you could argue of all time, second to Tom Brady, if not. It took him nine years to win it. And Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, who has the same completion right. percentage as Joe Burrow and the worst touchdown interception. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm going to have a dress ready for the day. Go ahead. What's time about though? Uh, the least you can do is get a Pro Bowl. Can we count them? <laughs> One Pro Bowl, two Pro Bowl, three. I don't know who Jeff George is. Four, <laughs> five. He was trash. Six. No, 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 but here's my thing. But Where did he play? So you just think it's coincidence. No, no, no. No, you, no, no, no. Yo, you just think it's coincidence. Seven, wait, eight. Wait, wait, no, wait. No, I think wait, they wait. were better. I think they were better. No, I do too. The first quarterback that didn't make a Pro Bowl out of this list played for the Browns. Oh, it is Cleveland. Nine, it is not Baker. No, hold on, hold on. Nine, ten, eleven, eight. twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> 17, Bruh, 17 you, dudes at least made a Pro Bowl. So who didn't? That's easy to so, do. So who didn't? Who didn't? Tim Couch. Oh, Tim I, Couch, he played for Cleveland. Can you I talk? Start I'm, real I'm ready. I'm ready to talk. Go ahead. There's, 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 there's a name on that list. You glossed over it so beautifully because he won his Super Bowl with the Rams. Where did Matthew Stafford start his career? The Detroit Lions. Lions. Lions are right up there with the Browns when it comes to being like the most pathetic franchises They're in the worse. league, right? They're worse. They're worse. He went number one overall to a team that doesn't know how to win. He went to a Pro Bowl. Sure. He kept the Lions relevant. Did he win a playoff game? Took him to multiple Did he win a playoff, playoff oh, you, appearances. So you're arguing that, that Baker Mayfield in his four years, one winning season with the Cleveland Browns oh. and one check, playoff check win is out. better than Matthew Stafford. Matthew no. Stafford no. spent 12 years in Detroit. Yep, had a losing record. They thought so highly of him on his way out that they were like, we got to do right by you and give you a chance to play for a good team. That is what, like, and, and I'm glad that you said at the beginning of the segment, you don't have to get to or win a Super Bowl yeah. to not be considered a bust. Because Matthew Stafford ain't no damn bust. Mm-mm. And guess what? His career in Detroit probably didn't go how anybody would have wanted it to. It was still successful. He's still not a bust because he was there for a decade. He changed the makeup of the Lions in yes. the sense that they were a relevant team. Wait, they is, were going to the is, playoffs. Was Cleveland not uh, relevant? We what? talked about Cleveland. No, 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 they hold chased on, him on, out of on, town. Hold on, hold on. Hold they on. said we don't want you anymore. Hold on. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is a polarizing celebrity. Okay, he was on. He was the face 
of progressive. Best he commercials ever. Every commercial. Yeah, okay. That, so so let's not act like Baker's public persona wasn't bigger than his play because it, it was. was. It was. And going into the draft, that played a role in it too. We can look at some of the other players in that draft. Uh, one Josh, Allen, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who's this guy? Is he the one that's trying to get 250 Lamar, million guaranteed? Lamar Jackson. Is Lamar Jackson? Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Saquon Barkley. Really good. Minka Fitzpatrick. So when you talk about what a bust is, right? It's not just anybody in the draft that can mm-hmm. be a bust. And there's busts in the draft every year because it's not an exact science. But when you are the number one pick, when you are considered to be better than Ooh. Lamar Jackson, than Josh Allen, than mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, than Minka Fitzpatrick, than Vita Vea, you don't even get to a second contract. You are a that bust. Part. Especially at the quarterback position. And not that you played out your full contract in Cleveland. They, who, I don't know who said it because everyone was yelling. They <laughs> ran you out of town because oh, of the that. way that did. you treated people in the organization, people that cover the organization. And your, your play. Your teammates. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that Odell just got right back to being Odell Beckham Jr. the second he got away from Baker Mayfield? Mm. Baker Mayfield did good and things in Cleveland. Fancy. He yeah. did good things in Cleveland. Like he, playing, he, he, he did, really did good, good things, things in Cleveland. Cleveland. But if you're the number one overall pick and that is your resume, that I, I'm positive the people that took him would do anything. More so, big, big, so, big bust. Like, like black dude, playing no. blackjack in his career. That's like the best bust ever. If you are, especially if you are taking number one overall as a quarterback, Joy just said it. Like, of course, bust. you want to win Super Bowls and games and be in the Pro Bowl and all that. The more than anything. You are supposed to be a fixture of the city that drafted you for 10, 12, 15 years. You're supposed to have a steakhouse downtown, hopefully a statue like Peyton Manning does. All that good stuff. Not be on a different team four years later. And Wait, four years? And and we think and one, pro was, one pro was easy, easy to Shady, do. Let me ask you a question. Let's, let's bring it back. Let me ask you a question. No pro bowl. Okay. Um, we know how good a coach Brian Dayball is, correct? Very good coach, yes. Really good coach. If Josh Allen was drafted to the Cleveland Browns, and be real. And made a pro bowl. Can we agree on that? He'd have made one Pro Bowl. Let me ask you, because you saw Josh Allen's rookie year, and you saw the development Josh yes, Allen had. Yes. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator during Josh Allen's tenure. Brian Dable now with the Giants. The Giants yeah, are 6-1 yeah. and one for the first time. Daniel coach. Jones looked competent. He's a great coach. If you took Josh Allen to a team that was 1-31 before, Josh Allen, who clearly was not a great quarterback when he came in, but got developed by an offensive coordinator that will likely win we coach trash. this year. Hold up. We was trash, too. Correct. But y'all weren't, okay. y'all weren't we were so tra- Hold up. We were so trash that we got him at, like, what, number six? Number seven, I believe. So we had to be – we couldn't if, be good. If, if Josh would have went to a team in an organization that has perennially proved not to develop quarterbacks, do you believe that Josh Allen would still be this Josh Allen? Time out. How many good quarterbacks came from Buffalo? Oh, okay, well, Brian, they, I can't say that because – the quarterbacks from Buffalo, they want too many good ones. No, I, Shay, you are on the right track, but, but, buddy. But he's going, he's going to say – I'm saying Brian Dable. Brian Dable. Brian Dable and Sean McDermott are the solid yeah, coaches. Yeah. Obviously, Dable not um, Listen, that's what, what I'm saying. What do you think? Because like coaching does matter. The difference, first of all, when I look at Josh Allen before Brian Dable touched him, right, he's a way – he has more tools, bigger arm, more accurate. Sure. Like, he's more talented. Sure, he's way the, more talented. Please answer the question. It's hard to answer. The guy's not that talented. Baker Mayfield's not that talented. He's a little guy that's not that talented. That's why you have no Pro Bowls, no Pro nothing. No all Pro, no Pro, none of that. That's why he's not Look, the starter. Four, yo, you, you, hold on real quick. You're the number one pick. And four years you're gone? That's like the only thing I can remember four that is like RG3. Baker. Like this is, this is bus guys. If anything, Baker, they should put a bust of you in Cleveland. You ain't no bust. Cleveland has more pride. Look, 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 look. The Dillard got 22. Bust. Coming up. Jalen Hurts has helped his Eagles stay perfect so far. That's a baller right there. But it's Philly on the same level as the Bills, and they are balling. And the Chiefs, they just dominated. That's next on Speed. Philly got 22. Is he not up? The Eagles had a bye week this past week, but they are still flying high. 6-0, only undefeated team in football. Now they have a top-tier offense and a top-flight defense. But there's other good teams around the league. The Bills, 5-1. The Chiefs, 5-2. And they dominated this past weekend, which had our own Dave Hellman giving a very interesting take. Take a listen. The Chiefs and the Bills are just on a different level from every other team in this league right now. Right now. Eagles included. I didn't say. Are they undefeated? I didn't say the Eagles' name on purpose. I didn't say it on purpose. You love to hate. (laughs) Not hate. Are are the Eagles on the Bills and Chiefs level, 2-5? What's wrong with you? (laughs) So much. What's really wrong with you? Like, it's hard for you to give us our love and our respect. 
We're the only undefeated team walking. I did this last week. I put y'all number listen, two in my man, power listen, ranking. Listen, y'all listen, are a good listen, team. Listen, we're not no number two. We are number one. The Bills, the Chiefs, yes, and the Eagles. Them three are the top dogs. Everybody else is like they somewhere else. But the top three is us. And the Philadelphia Eagles, we have the best team, the best roster, defense, offense. When you go to the Bills, you're going to say, what, a couple, three players? Mm-hmm. You know, Von Miller. All right, you're going to say Jordan Poirier. Who else you going to say? Milano. Mm-hmm. And the last one I'm going to give it to? Evans. Evans, he's pretty good. Yeah, but Trayvon White. Or mm-hmm. he's Trey not, Davis, yep. Trey Davis White, he's not there. So, boom. And then we're going to go to the Chiefs on defense. Who they got? They, Chris yeah. Jones is a stud. One. Uno. Uno. That's it. That's it. If I go to the Eagles, we can name a lot of guys. I won't even name them. It's too many. We go to offense, it's a lot of guys. Too many names, I won't name them. So, we have the most complete roster, the most complete team. And we get busy, busy. I actually, I don't disagree with that point. You bet not, because it's the truth. <laughs> what, are the, what do the Bills have? Dave. And the Chiefs have. Hey, hey, hey. Fly, Eagles, fly. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And that's really what it is. And they the the real deal. Jalen Hurts is playing phenomenally. Like, I, I, I hate the idea that I'm hating on the guy. I'm I really not. I just, I have seen things from uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes that I have not seen from Jalen Hurts. They're, even, they're different. Even this year. Yeah. And my thing is, I said this last week, I, I know in my bones that the Chiefs and the Bills can win off of script. What do I mean by that? I mean falling down 17-0 to the Raiders like the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes a couple weeks ago. Falling down 20-3 to the Ravens like the Bills did. How about, Shady, you were, you were, you were on the 19 Chiefs, right? You was, I was there. You were in that. You were there. at that Super Bowl when the Chiefs were down by ten with nine yeah. minutes to play. I, I got you. What about it? I'm not saying he can't do it. Because he did it. No, no, no. Of course, because no. the Jaguars no. was down 14 zero. In the with the monsoon. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. What's that mean? That's they football They came weather. back. They came back in that game running the ball, and that's great. What the, what is, why does that matter? He can run. He can run. Eventually, someone will stop it. Eventually, someone will. Better pray about. Well, hopefully, that's better the way pray the about it. works. Hopefully, somebody. Do we, do we think? Stop Eagles, hoping. Stop praying. Do we think the Eagles are going 17 and 0? I don't know. Do we think that's happening? I don't, I don't, it might can happen. That say no, but they only play two difficult teams. And the Packers aren't even good anymore. We, we play your boys. We play your boys again. It's not an – and I can't wait. We might, I can't why, wait. Why, why not? Because it's, it's going to be a good game. Oh, that wasn't trash Dags talk. Back, oh, Dags back. Oh, a little, yeah. little thumbs better. We'll see. Whooping. <laughs> whooping. And Dallas. Jalen Joy, get in here. Jalen Hurts is 0-2 against Dak, and the margins haven't been pretty. Joy, Joy get in here. Are the pretty. Eagles on the Bills and Chiefs level? This your suit for the hater ball? Yeah. <laughs> Player haters ball. And hey, 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 hey. No, no. The stop hating on real talk is it's kind of easy. I'm going to teach you how to not hate after the show. It's not hating, Joy. It's uh, not hating. Look, the Bills, yes, of course the Eagles are on the Bills and Chiefs level. The only reason why people aren't putting them on the Bills and Chiefs level is because Jalen Hurts isn't in the category of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. That's true. Which is not that's hate, my that's only beef. And that's coming from somebody who's loved Jalen since he came in the league. So I, I, don't, I don't push back on the idea that there is a slight gap, because I think Jalen Hurts is playing unbelievable football right now. There's a slight gap between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Don't even get me sorry about the accomplishments, because you're going to lose that argument too to Patrick Mahomes. And then that's a whole different conversation. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are in a different category. But the Eagles as a whole have to be with the Bills and the Chiefs. They have the third-ranked offense with a quarterback that we don't think is in the same category as the other two teams. They can run the ball, which travels, which lasts in the postseason. When you have to go on the road if you have to do that. When it's cold, when it's bad weather, those things matter. And and not just a great running game. He can run the ball as well, which is a nightmare for defensive coordinators to plan for. Tell him, Joy. Tell him, Joy. And he's not just bailing. He's running with intention, which is a very big difference. Yes, the the Eagles, the Bills, and the Chiefs are the best teams in the league on any given Sunday. They're in a different category than everybody else. And you can't be undefeated and not be in the same category as the Bills and the Chiefs. Shady, let me come to you for this. How do you feel knowing uh, Patrick Mahomes leads the league in touchdowns, I believe 20 or 21? Passing touchdowns, I think he has 20. Josh Allen, 19 total touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, 17. Jalen Hurts, 12 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, six passing touchdowns. Knowing that one day, hopefully, Jalen Hurts will have to see Josh Allen and hopefully one day have to see Patrick Mahomes. How do you feel knowing that, like, through six, seven games, yeah. some cats got 20-plus touchdowns, another has 12. Okay, so let me break that down. I like, I like where you're going with this. Please do. First of all, Josh Allen is a dog. He's yeah, he's a beast. He's right? he beast. He got paid second contract. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. Beast. He got paid a second contract. Talk beast. about it. They throw the ball a lot. 
you got to get some, some, some worth, I, I, I get your worth out of them players. Mm-hmm. So they're going to throw the ball. Jalen Hurts is trying to get that next contract. So you know, as well as I know, when it comes to playing ball, the contracts matter. I'm paying this guy, whatever I'm paying him, and I'm paying this guy hundreds of millions, mm-hmm. we got to throw the ball. They're in a big passing offense. That's what they do. But you hear all the knock on them teams, they don't run the ball, right? True. All the knock you hear about the Chiefs, they don't run the ball enough. The Bills, oh, Josh Allen leads the team in Russia. Yep. So those things matter. The, I can't help it that my team, which is the Eagles, we're a complete offense. We're a complete team. We got playmakers that get, that, that get the ball out. They can make plays with it. Our quarterback can run the ball. That's not my fault. Can it's the, not my fault. Can the Eagles win a shootout with the Chiefs and, or a see, shootout the, with the Bills? You know what it is? And I had to learn about the Chiefs now. The shootout that I remember is Patrick Mahomes going deep to Tyreek Hill. Aaron, mm-hmm. six-yard pass, Aaron, touchdown. It's different. The Eagles, the way we play our offense, our, our, our quarterback's going to get some runs, mm-hmm. right? Our quarterback going to throw short routes. We're going to play in, within the offense where other teams, when their shootouts are all, you know, throwing the ball. Bombs, deep. yep. So it's a different offense. I cannot wait, and I hope that we do all get to see a matchup. We already saw Bills versus Chiefs. Hopefully one day soon we see Eagles Seven versus and Bills on the way. Chiefs. Coming up, Jimmy Garoppolo. Speaking of Super Bowls, he's been in one in the last few years, but – He did not have a lot of reasons to smile after the 49ers got blown out by the Chiefs. Under 500. But do we still have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo? That is next. That's going to be good. It's a great show. Jimmy got the great. He's a great. 49ers coming off a blowout loss to the Chiefs. I'm sick. You know me. I adopted the Bay Area. They're now 3-4. and four. Jimmy Garoppolo, he did throw for over 300 yards, but also had a costly, and I mean costly, interception in the end zone. Former 49er and future Hall of Famer Richard Sherman said his faith in Jimmy G is, quote, wavering, no question, close, quote. What Richard Sherman also said in that interview, if you watch, shout out to Richard Sherman and his podcast, he said you can't put it all on Jimmy G. He said at the end of the day, the defense, they gave up way too many yards. I did not lose faith in Jimmy G. Niners fans, you should not have either. You do realize that Jimmy G led the 49ers to over 440 yards of offense. You do realize that Jimmy G threw for over 300 yards. Like, you do realize that outside of that one bad play, the interception in the end zone, Jimmy G played a winning caliber football game. You put up 23 points in an NFL game, Typically, you're going to be all right. You give up 44, you're never going to win. My faith is not wavered in Jimmy G. Jimmy G will make one bad play a game more often than not. He will do that. But Jimmy G will also keep the offense on script. However many teams, I believe 28 teams played football from Thursday to last night. 28 NFL teams. The 49ers offense had the fifth most yards all weekend. Mm. So if Jimmy G is quarterbacking an offense with the fifth most yards, I'm just not going to lose faith in him after that type of performance. But, Joy, do you still have faith in Jimmy G? No. I thought that wins and losses were a quarterback stat. They are. They're three and four. Mm-hmm. So it's either Jimmy's fault or it's not Jimmy's fault. Is it Jimmy's fault? He didn't start the first game. Jimmy okay. So then two of those are losses are, are his fault. Yeah. Jimmy G is three and three. Jimmy has a losing record this season. He has an equal record this season. No, Jimmy is, Jimmy is losing, and he started. just lost. Okay. And the only reason why Jimmy got lost. Yeah. Is that what we're yeah. doing? Because you, you keep changing the rules. I'm like, either it's a, it's a quarterback stat or it's not. It is. It's definitely okay, quarterback so stat. So he lost the game. I don't want to hear about the defense. He did lose the game. He lost the game. game. Jimmy lost the game. Now, I don't feel that way. I think the perspective that you gave was correct. But since we're doing wins and losses for a quarterback stat, Jimmy lost that game. Mm-hmm. They have a losing record this season. Yes, he not playing the Jimmy first G, game. Though. Okay, sure. G. Okay, that's, that's fine. Trey Lance lost, lost the first game. And he got injured, which is the only reason why Jimmy G this is, is playing. I will give you that. So even if, even if, give you that. Trey, if Trey Lance wasn't hurt right now, we would be talking about Trey Lance's development, however it was he was playing right now, mm-hmm. which you can predict that he would be bad and you could be right, or I could predict that he was good and I would be right because nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And we won't know until next year. And we will find out next year because the 49ers don't want Jimmy Garoppolo there. Because as much as he does winning with Kyle Shanahan, he is limited. He does not put, the, put any kind of fear in any other team, as Shady has told us. They want him to throw the ball. And why do they want Jimmy to throw the ball? Because Jimmy is going to insist. He's such a nice guy. He's going to insist that you, the opposition, have an opportunity to win this game. I'm going to insist on it. I'm going to make sure you get a chance. Jimmy gives and Jimmy takes <laughs> he away. He takes away. Okay? He be taken. I like he Jimmy G. I think Jimmy, Jimmy G is, I think Jimmy G is a winning quarterback. He is. I think he was, I thought he was, a, a, a good locker room guy with the situation room, last year. What With Trey Lance. Nice guy. And he has, yeah, this, 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 that's fine. We're not talking about character here for the most part. We're just talking about his play. The reality is the Niners don't believe in him. He's an injury-prone player who gives the ball away. We've seen him in big games that he's lost. Mm. What am I supposed to believe? Here's my thing, though. He she, wouldn't even be out there if there wasn't an injury. She said mm. something, though, that I got to hone in on, 2-5. Dave, coming to you shortly. We've seen him in big games that he's lost. 
The operative word there is we've seen him in big games. Yeah. Jimmy G got four playoff wins since 2019. Only quarterbacks with more, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. We've seen him in big games. 2-5, you still have faith in Jimmy G. No, I do. I have a lot of faith in Jimmy G. This is the reason why. For the 49ers, I look at that defense, they're lights-out defense. They're a playoff Typically, defense. Typically, yeah. Yeah, playoff defense, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I look at, now they got McCaffrey there. Just, just imagine this for a second. So I got a top five tight end in Kittle. I got a top three offensive weapon in Debo. And, Debo. Yeah. and then I have a top, healthy top five running back in McCaffrey. So when they get this offense together where they can take the load off of Jimmy G's shoulders and put and now let uh, Kyle Shanahan draw up them plays, we got Debo and, and C-Mac together mm. with Kittle. That, that, that makes, oh, my God, as a quarterback, that's so easy to do. You can manage that. So when I see, D, when I see um, um, Jimmy G, when he goes to the playoffs, when he goes to the NFC Championship, when he goes to the Super Bowl, now it's realistic because now we can actually win with these type of players where now we don't have to throw the ball on third, third and ten or third and nine. We can do different plays to help him out. So I still got faith in him. You realize I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about Jimmy G's four playoff wins. I'm so sick of it. You I don't did know. it. You realize – Jimmy G's stat lines in most of those playoff games are Justin Fields-esque. They are. I'm barely exaggerating. I went and, I went and, pulled, I went and pulled this up. I went and pulled this up. We talked about Dak. That's like slander. Day. <laughs> Dak Prescott outplayed Jimmy G oh. in that playoff game. He did. 254 yards for Dak, one touchdown, one pick, 69.3 uh, quarterback rating. with Dak. Four rushes for 27 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy G, 16 of 25 for 172, no touchdowns, sacked no times, wasn't touched, had a worse quarterback rating than Dak in that game. He was not touched. And, what, and what was the final result? What's the biggest yeah, stat they got? They won. What's the biggest stat? They won. They won. They won. The w- and the interception. And the costly interception. Yeah. And they won, which is why. Right. They won the game. The point I was going to make, like, I have faith in the San Francisco 49ers because they've proven they can do this. I've never had faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Throughout those four playoff wins, all those trips to the play. Last year, on the, way, like, on the way to the NFC title game, he was throwing for 178. He had two touchdowns in three games. Nobody never said he was picks. Tom Brady now. He's not. He's, he's here's, a replacement-level quarterback. Here, here's the, the, the mic. He's like Aaron Rodgers Here's now. the mic that. that I shall drop. I don't know how you can have faith in the 49ers and not Jimmy G for this reason. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco with the 49ers, without Jimmy G, 9-29. and 29. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco with Jimmy G, 33 and 17. It's not the 49ers. It's Jimmy G. Coming up. We all know Tom Brady. That's when you get to host, I get to go. Tom Brady has seven rings, but the Bucs do not look very good right now. Is Brady still that guy? Dave, I'll ask you the question first. Thank you. If you want to talk about Tom, you That's next, Tom. Don't they have the same record as the Welcome back. We got to get to the greatest of all time. That's Tom Brady. His Bucks struggling. They were upset by the Panthers on Sunday, and it's getting bad. They've now lost four out of five games. They play here in a couple days now against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It got us thinking in the pre-show meeting. Yo, is Tom Brady still that guy? Think about it. Tom Brady went to nine Super Bowls in New England, won six of them, went to the Bucks. first year, goes to a chip. And Dave, as you know, he won Super Bowls in New England with less offensive talent than he has now. However, lost four out of five games. Is Brady still that dude? Brady's still a good quarterback. I firmly believe that I'm not going to write him off. But when you say that dude, it goes back to what I said about Jalen Hurts. No, in the sense of can he do it all himself when nothing else is working, which is how I feel about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And to be clear, Maybe that's not a fair standard to hold a quarterback to, but that is what the very, very best in football can do. I don't think Brady is that guy at the age of 45. That's okay. It's amazing that he's even playing at a competent level at the age of 45, honestly. But no, the Bucs got to figure out their offensive line. They got to figure out how to be able to run the ball. I don't think Brady can stand behind a patchwork offensive line without a running game to take the pressure off of him and be successful. If he could then they wouldn't be on this losing streak right mm. now. 2-5, you played with Tom Brady. He won you a Super Bowl. I know it's in your contract not to slander him, but be real with us. Is Tom Brady still that guy? Brady is still that dude and always will be that dude. The thing with Tom Brady is this. No, seriously, though. The always. thing is they can't run the ball. I feel like it's predict- a predictable running game, mm-hmm. right? Since I left there in, in, in 19, it's still same, same running plays, same thing. We got to change up a little bit. I think they get the running game going a little bit. Um, and then when it goes to guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they, they got to get on the same page. When I watch tape on them, it's sometimes where just pass that Brady and he might misread, and then there's sometimes where the, the, the wide receivers are not running the routes, not catching the ball. So get, get back on the same timing. Because you look at it, they still have a top-five defense. 
which winning games, that matters. And then they're still number one in their division. So if Bradenham goes and runs three games off with wins, we'll be talking about how he's still the man again. Mm. All it takes is one game to get it going again, get the confidence back, get the swagger back. That's what it takes. Every, listen, people go through slumps. I hate when, like, when I watch TV with us and other shows, like, they act like good players can't go through, through slumps. It happens. I've been in a slump plenty of times. And I'm keep swinging. I'm keep swinging. <laughs> but once you get out, we'll see the Bucks come back to being that team. Even in their – and, Joe, I know you've got something to say too, but, like, even in their wins, okay. you know, they opened the season pretty well. Like, all of these problems were still there when they were winning games. They scored one touchdown against Dallas. They needed till the fourth quarter to pull away from the Saints. They got a defensive touchdown in that game. Like, this is seven weeks now, even in the wins – where they're not consistently putting great offensive performances together. They scored some points against the Chiefs, but if you watch that game, you know they were trailing by three scores for the entire thing. So I just – it's a pretty large sample size at this point. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's more than a slump in my opinion. Joy, you still that guy? I don't think we know this guy. Mm. We're really mm. seeing a different Brady this year. Mm. And, and a different Bucks team for that matter as well. They cannot run the ball. There's no way to exaggerate that more. They cannot run the ball. I think he threw 45 times this last game. You don't want a young quarterback throwing it 45 times. Right. Why do you want your 45-year-old quarterback throwing it that much? 45, 45. Right, but that's all they can do because they cannot run the ball. So it's, I agree with you, Shady. You, you get a win, that starts things. You f- start figuring some things out. But my question with the Bucks is, is deeper than that. It, it's not that Tom Brady isn't still capable of being great. I'll never doubt that. It's Tom Brady. He's earned the right for me to not doubt if he's capable of being great. But this requires what's going on with the Bucks. I think, a little bit more. It's going to require some real leadership. It's going to require some real, you know, come-to-Jesus conversations. Right. Are these Bucks capable of having those conversations? Are they able to make those adjustments? Because they don't – it's not a secret. Like, they know they can't run the ball. True. So yeah. why can't they fix it? But, Shady, let me come to you because I don't want their lack of being able to run the ball to be the scapegoat. When you were there, they were 29th in rushing attempts, 28th in rushing yards, uh, 29th in yards per attempt. Didn't try to run it, couldn't run those it, and couldn't pl- run those it. Those playoff numbers. No, but these are regular, <laughs> regular season numbers. Okay. Okay. But y'all still have the third overall offense, went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So is, I, I don't know if rushing the ball is being the scapegoat because they haven't ran, been able to run the ball while you were there and still won a Super Bowl. What's the real issue? Well, we ran the ball in the playoffs really, mm-hmm. really, really, really well. But you had to get to the that's playoffs that's first. That's where the playoff Lenny came from. You to, but you had to get there. Yeah, I mean, I just – like I said, when I was there, everybody was on the same page, right? Especially after the bye week. Everybody was clicking. You know, everything was clicking. From Mike Evans to, to Godwin, even um, Crazy AB, he was getting off. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a matter of just getting back on the same page. Like when I watch the small things, like third and fives, right? The guy standing six yards and like being a little to the right, he's more to the left. And it's a bad pass. Yep. Like small things. So they'll get that together, man. Just, just taking time. Little things make the big difference. Coming up, little victories are adding up because we got to check our speak standings and see where we oh rank. Oh. I don't think that's the order of wins. I think that's just like the order of last na- Nope, that's not it. Not last name. <laughs> maybe most <laughs> characters. Okay, no, that's not it either. I don't know, actually. Maybe you're in third. Hi, family. Y'all know what it is. We got to take care of some family business. Get an update on these standings. Let's take a look, take a look, take a look, take a look. Where are we at? Dave, what happened, man? Uh-oh. You were one game back. What Uh-oh. happened, Dave? I'm done believing in the Jags, man. I'm done believing. <laughs> they cost you? They cost. I, was, I tried to get on the yeah. hype train early, and the hype train's in the day. Joy, you had a sneaky good week. You went 10 and 4. Yeah, I had an abysmal week last week, which set me back, obviously. The but, sniper. Yeah. Sneaking in there. <laughs> the sniper with a sob coming up. Watch. I'm going to get you next week, and I'm on you. Uh, Joy, what was your, what was your like, surprise sneak pick of this past week? Uh, I don't think so. I think I went I went, you went straight, <laughs> I went Seahawks over Chargers. Yeah, you, you wanted to make sure I'm with the Commanders and somebody yeah. in here Yo, that's told me change my pick. Are you on Matt Masset? <laughs> <laughs>